0: The payment process, treasury processes, and accounts payable processes are all changing rapidly. The digital transformation in accounts payable and payments, as well as the digital transformation in accounting, means a huge change in the B2B payment process. That's why the insights from the strategic treasurers' most recent B2B payment survey are so critical. They provide a roadmap for best practice companies looking to improve their AP and or payment processes and make an accounts payable digital transformation. Make sure you stick around until the end when we share one truly surprising metric that reveals that many are focusing their accounts payable automation efforts on the wrong area, or as my guest Craig Jeffrey says, disappointing. So let's dive right in. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where you go for all the latest business intelligence you need if you work in, manage or have responsibility for the accounts payable and/or payment function. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Craig Jeffrey, the managing partner of Strategic Treasury, to discuss some of the results of his most recent B2B payment survey, which has some really interesting insights for the accounts payable function. So welcome, and let's get started with question number one. I noticed that companies with over a billion dollars in annual sales seem to have a much bigger problem with managing and updating vendor details. I have my theories on this, but would love to know what your thoughts are on the matter.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mary. You know, there's certainly questions that we asked in the survey and had answered. We didn't necessarily ask what the reasons why those problems were, but I'll share some of my theories first then. Good. So if some of it is the larger the company is, there's a correlation with the number of vendors they have. And mm-hmm. so there's more vendors to maintain that information. Mm-hmm. And also there seems to be smaller companies oftentimes can get onto a, I'll just call it a portal or a network that may manage those payments for them. I, I don't have the numbers to back those up, but mm-hmm. those are Those are two pretty key elements for creating complexity or reducing complexity or this type of problem. Those are some of my theories on that.
0: I would like to say that that's because large companies are targeted more frequently than small companies, but I don't believe that. Do you?
1: There's more specific targeting for larger companies, and that's been going on for a longer period of time from what we can tell. Smaller companies are caught up at least as much as larger companies because so much of the fraud and the scams are now automated. So nobody avoids it. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. yes, no. I think the answer lies in the details, Mary. I mean, does that sound right to you? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it does.
0: It's 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 actually frightening, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on about that forever, but oh, okay. it, it aggravates. Anyway, well this talk and you know this channel is mainly devoted to accounts payable and payment issues. I noticed in your survey that two of the top AR channels, accounts receivable challenges, also had AP implications. Do you have any thoughts on how AP and AR can work together on these issues?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's that famous quote that's either attributed to anonymous or to, you know, to a number of people that optimizing part of the process sub-optimizes the whole. Right. And this idea that, you know, every AP has an AR on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so if you optimize inside your organization, you can break the receivable group in another company and then they have to fix the problem that creates a defect and they have to go back to AP. So you never fully get away from it. You can create problems downstream. And so how can you fix that? Well, you have to think about the entire process. Just under a quarter of companies look at the whole end-to-end to to -to end-to-end process, their company and the other company's process. If you look at the whole process, the entire business conversation, business exchange, then you have a shot at solving those problems, reducing defects, problems, and points of conflict.
0: Okay. So I kind of liked what you said about if you only optimize for yourself, you kind of unoptimize, if you will, for the other ends of the things. And I think that we started to see that with some of the portals that were rolled out, that they were great for the AP side of things, but AR absolutely hated them. And I think that's led to less than optimal. That's a nice way to put it. Utilization of those portals.
1: Yeah, I think you know you're you're exactly right. Less than optimal, horrible. You know, consultants <laughs> yeah, have to say uh, right. optimal and suboptimal. Right. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're breaking someone else's process, and it's like, yeah, the portal's great. If you're entering all your stuff for me, uh, and it it forces you to get it right, that's that seems great from my side. But right. It may not be end-to-end. It may not be automated. It's a person going against a machine as opposed to to system-to-system. Yeah.
0: I was giving a talk at a credit conference, and a credit manager came up to me about this. And she literally screamed at me, I have 6,000 customers. Do you expect me to get into each of their portals and put this information in and have a, a unique password, a unique user ID? And you know what? She had a point. It pains me to uh, admit that. All right. Now, um, you had a very interesting question, I think, about AI. Can you discuss the AI question and the results?
1: Sure, so the, the chart that says, select the payment-related process, give you most interest in applying AI and or robotic process automation, so AI or RPA. Um, that particular one, um, y- y- why, why we think that question is is interesting is because the use of things like robotic process automation, which is, you know, the use of tools that manage steps that humans would do like with RPA, like especially between systems Mm -hmm. provide some interim short-term steps, Mm -hmm. things like AI and machine learning can help organizations do, can let the computers learn processes and patterns. And that can, that can lead to longer, and better benefits than RPA alone. Because RPA is is very helpful, but they can break pretty easily. The AI machine learning processes have a a much longer runway, much longer benefit. Harder to set up in some ways, Mm -hmm. uh, but a longer runway. Um, That's at least a start to your question. Could you you say what you were asking? I just
0: was curious to see um, what you what you thought about it? We're seeing um, a bit of RPA being used. In fact, it might be the number one application. I could be wrong, but when it comes to the accounting function, when it comes to uh, the processing of invoices, because you know, doing the three-way match, the invoice against the purchase order against the receiving document, it's kind of the I, I don't want to say no-brainer because nothing's a no-brainer, but it's kind of an ideal application for RPA uh, when you when you look at the whole accounting function.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, those, the, the abilities for, um, you know, processes that are consistent, um, you know, used entered by humans, moving, moving data from one way to the other, you know, it's basically a a fancy macro between systems. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a, that's a big time saver. You save minutes, tens of minutes and hours, and you add these up with all these bots that you run in your system. So yeah, there's a lot of people, faced off against those, this saves quite a bit of that time.
0: Yep. Yeah, it does. And it's it's time spent not doing something that's really a fun or value-add. Of course, it's a value detract if you get it wrong.
1: Yeah. You know, Mary, the the issue with what what can bots do and what can mm-hmm. AI machine learning do, it's, the, it's taking a lot of these tasks that are not particularly value-added. And that's hard if you're in a role mm-hmm. where you're doing those and you're particularly good at them the machines and the bots will chase those activities out of organizations. And the more the more hours and days that are spent doing those will be replaced with these tools. So from a personal standpoint, it's much better to, hey, how can I control these bots and mm-hmm. learn and program those versus I'm really good with a 10 key. right? Um, you know, and if you love that stuff and you don't want to give it up, you'll probably have to move around the organization as the bots and the machine learning chases you out of one area to another. And that sounds... Maybe that's a little bit dramatic, but the issue is those things have to go away. We have to be more efficient. Mm -hmm. And so it's better to learn some of those tools. And what's more is, and it pains
0: me to say this, the bot is more accurate even than the best human. Um, All right. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying this talk, please hit the like button so Craig will want to return in the future and discuss more of the uh, Strategic Treasurer's excellent work. Okay. Uh, craig um, i was a bit surprised to see that mitigating fraud risk was not much of a priority in the drive for automation and for ap were you surprised by this
1: i was a bit surprised i was also i would say disappointed as well because of the number of years we do we do more surveys besides b2b payments we do right. a treasury fraud control survey and we've seen this level of threat and risk and i know you and i have talked about that it's a it's a huge issue and yeah. AP of all the groups is the most subjected mm-hmm. to fraud they have they have a lot more vendors than treasury for example human resources focuses on different areas so this is a area of great susceptibility great loss um, this is funding the criminals yeah and so when we see mitigating fraud risks at that level i, I I'm I guess I'd say'm I'm, I'm a little disappointed I think this is a we need to have process automation. That's the reason I'm disappointed, Mary. Is um, twofold: one, because of the extent of risk; two, is where is where is the fraud coming from? What are criminals doing? They're far more automated, mm-hmm. and to defeat criminals, we have to be automated in our defense. And by doing that, we have to we have to invest in automation in AP, in Treasury across the organization to defeat that. And so the solution is going to be with people and technology and we have to invest in technology here
0: one of the things that surprised me in talking to uh, a few few people about fraud a few of uh, my members or listeners is that vendors uh, that criminals were actually successful in a few instances not in a lot in setting up new vendors Within, uh, I mean, I I understand how they can get the the vendor details, the bank account changed. That's bad enough. But they actually got new vendors set up. And uh, to me, that was a little frightening.
1: I I have a scarier story than that. But yeah, um, yeah, but it's like the the point of setup, the point of change, there's all these points of vulnerabilities. And, you know, they learn how the process works. Mm -hmm. And they usually create a sense of urgency and figure out how to get around it. Um, There's even Mm -hmm. controls at the bank that are set up for ach transactions or others where forms are signed well some criminals have figured out hey this is how we can get past we can remove a control at a bank we figure out how forms work and they'll get around it so they're sophisticated and they're in it for the long haul we'll learn how to avoid whatever those controls are so yeah we have to be ever vigilant
0: yeah and i'm always amazed when i see a new fraud about how innovative they are and how they figured out like how to wiggle around and they found that one weakness in the, in the process and they take advantage of it. And I always say like oh, how come I can't figure out what it would be and then at least we could make a lot of money telling people warning people but I'm not that good.
1: <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you one Mary we, we do um, fraud assessments or we do mm-hmm. uh, payment security assessments and we'll look at every payment process in our organization. I'll just tell you two two highlights. Uh, your listeners may find this interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one is if you ask how many payment processes exist in a company, mm-hmm. it's always understated. And when you go through the process, you find like, oh, we don't have 25, we have 57. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. The other the other thing that I'll just bring up as a highlight of, of, of some of the things that we continue to find is um, how do you protect payment files? You know, you might have, I've got my AP system locked down. I've got dual controls and then I create a payment file, and that sits on a drive that has accessibility. It's loaded onto a desktop or it's it's encrypted, it's not encrypted, mm-hmm. and there's points of exposure that uh, that are being taken advantage of now in a limited fashion, but will be a huge uh, target as we move forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, and everybody's gotta be right on top of it. All right, so Craig, I was amazed that across the board, Across the board, your survey showed that the most important component of AP for gaining efficiency through automation was converting paper checks to electronics. This has been one of my, like, key pet peeves for years. Uh, my regular people are so tired of hearing me talk about how I hate paper checks. But paper checks and the inefficiencies have been at the top of my life. Okay. Um, I was certain that invoice processing uh, would come out on top. Did you think the same thing?
1: You know, I don't know that I had too much of an opinion before that, but the, you know, we spend a lot of time talking to bankers and treasury. Uh, we we talk to AP and AR quite a bit, but in terms of the cash conversion cycle, we spend a little bit more time with the mm-hmm. treasury groups and banks, and they're always talking about paper to electronic. You know, I got to get rid of checks, uh, and it's also, and the, the broader factors, I got to get, I have to get rid of manual processes to oh, yeah. move them to automation, mm-hmm. so... Um, there's probably a little bit of a bias there towards the getting rid of the, the checks, but that's not the end game. You've got to get rid of all of those pieces. So you'll have, mm-hmm. you'll have time Mary to, to yell about checks, but you can convert that yelling to the, the manual processes. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's quite a bit to, uh, you know, yep. to, to voice yeah, there's a,
0: a lot of opportunity there, if you will. <laughs> so you'll get a kick out of this. I do uh, some work uh, with a fellow in the UK, and whenever I'm over there or if I'm talking to their audiences and I bring up paper checks, everybody's looking at me like, what? You guys still pay with paper checks? <laughs> oh, yeah, here I am from the backwoods.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they, they just were never efficient at moving paper at high speeds. Like you ever go to a lockbox and you see oh, the, yeah. the machines that suck the paper into it and move it, you know, just below the speed of paper bursting mm-hmm. into flame. Uh, we would have been better if we weren't as efficient at the uh, at that. I think. Uh you mean then maybe we would have moved a little further, <laughs> a little faster. Yeah. Well, you know, the nice thing you know after nine eleven and check mm. twenty one when they did the imaging, it's like a lot of checks exist, but they're stopping. They're not traveling right. all over the country. They're stopping right. really early and becoming images. Still not there, but it's um it's not nearly as bad as before. No. Okay.
0: Okay. By the way, there's a link to this. By the way, there's a link to the strategic treasurers surveys in the show notes below. Craig was nice enough to share it with us. So you can uh, go there and download it if you wanna get the whole survey. As you can see from the discussion so far, there's a lot of change happening in the B2B payment space. That's why we put together our payments and emerging issues playlist. See the list of the talks that's included and possibly listen to one right now using the links that will appear momentarily on your screen in YouTube and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your subscribes, your shares, and your comments, and we especially appreciate Craig for coming and sharing his considerable expertise with us. Thanks, Craig.